Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. So Brooklyn's Radio is down at Monuments Green here in Weybridge. On the phone now we've got James, part of a big team of people down there. Good morning, James. Good morning, Alan. What are things like down there? Uh, well, I've got to say, 8.46 at the moment. It is lovely down here this morning, actually. The sunshine is out, the grey clouds have moved away, and probably the biggest crowd that I've seen in Weybridge at quarter to nine in the morning ever before. Riders are making their way down Monument Hill towards Monument Green, where the team are there. Uh, it's Alan Boston, Barry Richards, uh, Lethia, who's joining us, and Tony also here today. Uh, and we are cheering, you can probably hear in the background, with music, we're cheering the riders as they make their way down the street. You've got lots of uh, stalls there, I believe. Yeah, lots of stalls. They're in the process of going up at the moment. Some lovely artisan bread products right next to us, which is very, very appealing. Uh, the Ship Hotel, who are uh, also supplying us with electricity for today's outside broadcast, they've got bacon rolls and coffee. Uh, and there's going to be artisan market all the way down the high street towards uh, Church Street too. It was pretty bad weather during the uh, night. I was hoping today would be uh, quite good. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, not been too bad, actually. Uh, the weather overnight, really bad uh, rain. And when I got down to Weybridge about quarter to five this morning, there was a lot of standing water on the road, particularly down the bottom of Monument Hill. That's cleared this morning. Uh, it's quite nice to dry now on the bend by Monument Green. However, this morning, very early, we did have three cyclists uh, who did come off their bikes at the Morrisons roundabout just a little way up Monument Hill. So quite treacherous conditions this morning, and we are due some more rain this afternoon. Oh. So particularly for the classic race, uh, later on with the professionals, it is going to be tricky conditions here in Weybridge. Thanks very much, uh, James. Keep up the good work. Look forward to hearing from you a little bit later. Cheers, Alan. Thank you very much. OK, bye. We bring you coverage of the Ride London Surrey cycling event that is, amongst other things, hurtling through Weybridge as I speak. And we've got our own setup over in Weybridge, providing the public address down there and meeting all those involved down at uh, Weybridge. And uh, would you believe Alan Bosson, uh, our uh, man in charge of the OB, was up at the crack of dawn. And um, this was his first first report. Well, we're here on Monument Green. Uh, it's all very, very quiet at the moment. We're expecting the first riders through somewhere in the next 15 minutes or so, which is some riding from Stratford to here. As yet, Brooklyn's Radio are the only people <laughs> on Monument Green, and we've been here for a while already. Uh, it's a shame the coffee shops aren't open yet, because that would go down a storm. We're all set up and ready to go uh, as soon as the first riders come through. Of course, legally, we can't actually start broadcasting till 8 o'clock, so it'll just be a bit of a bit of a banter with the, uh, the rides as they go through at the moment. But we're all set and ready to go, and uh, we'll be reporting regularly throughout the day. And indeed, Alan, I'm reliably informed, is still awake and he's on the line now. Hello, Alan. <laughs> I am indeed, but it's uh, been a long day. I was up at half past three this morning. Um, and the riders were up early as well, I'm sure. Well, yes, they were, I'm sure. Yeah, they are, though, to be quite honest, I think a lot of them would have, would have stayed over in East London, in Stratford, in the Stratford area this morning because they all started before, I think, quarter to six, 5.45 was the time the first riders went away this morning. And they were with us not much more than an hour later, which is some riding. I don't think I could achieve that. I don't know about you. Well, I couldn't do it in a car, I don't think, but I don't mind anything else. No. no it's, uh, it's been a, a long old day so far. It's hugely busy here, big, huge crowds, um, a lot of banter with the riders, uh, high-fives with the riders as they go through, and a lot of appreciation of the noise of the people on, the, on the, the roadside. I don't think, unless you've done an event like this, you quite appreciate how much difference the noise makes as you go through. I was talking to somebody who rode the race last year, couldn't unfortunately do it this year 
and he said that um, the noise of the people going along and shouting and encouraging gave him an extra 20 miles. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yes, I know I was down with you a little bit earlier on, and uh, yeah. it's it's an amazing... Uh, a lot of the riders are waving as they go by as well and acknowledging our commentary. Well, they're, they're, they're acknowledging it, but uh, there's also a lot of banter between the riders and the people on the roadside as well, which which is encouraging, which is great. I mean, the people here, they're enjoying it. The, the, the artisan fair and craft fair, which is going on in tandem with the event, um, is very well attended. There are people on every stall out there at the moment and have been for most of the morning since it started at 10, which is very encouraging. Um, and certainly I've had a quick chat with Julie Eastwood, one of the organisers, and uh, they are very, very happy with the way things are going so far. Good, good, excellent. And I think I like, I noticed like with last year, they're now not bothering to put sort of temporary railings all along the high street or anything uh, because people know they've got to keep on the pavements and behave and you've got these uh, these guys to help you across the road if uh, if you need to at certain places. Yes, I think they're, they're very much relying on common sense this year. Um, the parts where you could cross the road, say the, the crossings and bus stops and things like that, and all the the, the the side roads, they're all blocked up, but the rest of the road is there. And, and speak, nobody's, nobody's being silly. If people want to go across the road, they're simply waiting until there's a gap in the riders. And they're going, as you know, Tony would, did when he came to bring stuff back to the studio to you just now. Yes, indeed. That's right. Yes, so just just uh, have the uh, the guys helping you across the road there in their orange uh, uh, tops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the organisation is first class. Uh, I the one thing I find a little bit strange... Uh, we were here, I say, very early, so we were taking the, the opportunity to have a chat with a lot of people. Some of the road marshals have been brought down from Peterborough and, and Manchester this morning. Really? You would have hoped there'd be enough volunteers in Surrey, wouldn't <laughs> you, you? You? Well, you would have thought. And here's the strange thing about it. The blokes from Peterborough left at 3 o'clock this morning. The blokes from London were yeah. asked to meet at Stratford at 1 o'clock this morning. No. <laughs> Which meant that they were their coach was late, but it meant they were still here by about 3 o'clock. <laughs> goodness me, goodness me. Mind you, I think these road closure caught one or two people by surprise because I was, uh, I was walking in from a side road from the sort of uh, Adelston direction um, where I parked, uh, but there were about uh, five white lorries all parked at the side of the road just before the roadblock for Church Street. Mm -hmm. And one of the last drivers getting out saying, oh, what's happening here? <laughs> so yeah. he said, oh, the road's not going to be open until midday. So uh, they've been called unawares, but I don't think many people have. I had a good journey in from Perford via the A3 and M25 about, about uh, nine this morning, and uh, everything was flowing, flowing very freely. Yeah, it, it, there have been a lot of people caught out. There's been a lot of people arriving at the barriers and being turned away. Right, yes, people quite, just quite don't know. Yeah, yeah, despite I mean, all the yellow signs that have been up for the last few weeks. on the And all the mentions that we've given it over the last few weeks as well. But there we are. All right, well, Alan, thank you very much for getting no us problem. up to date. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, more from you. I know you've had a fascinating chat with the Dave Seeger on the street organ. Indeed, so we we're, have, yes. We're, we're looking forward to hearing a bit of that in a moment. Yes, you, you should have that to listen to later on. I'll speak to you later on, Graham. OK, Alan, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, I'm with uh, Jill Eastwood now. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. And you're pretty much responsible for this today, aren't you? Um, well, yes, along with a couple of the others, um, Sharon and Paul, yes, we sort of put this event on today. Well, it's uh, comparatively well attended because it's only what, just after 10 o'clock in the morning. You must be pleased so far. Yeah, really pleased so far. I mean, we've got some great storeholders, great community storeholders as well, so that's really good. So. Yes, I've just, told, I've just had a chat with a pipe organ man. Oh, right, yes, yes. Yes, he's great, actually, all handmade. 
Absolutely. I, I said to him, do you work off those old cards, thinking it would be really glamorous, you know, like you had it on the old pianos? He said, no, I use a computer. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> it sort of takes away the glamour, but never mind. Um, we're going to go through here to about three o'clock with the, the fair, aren't we? Um, how many people do you hope are going to attend this year? Because the last one we did, the Bake Off, that was incredibly well attended, wasn't yes, it? it was. That was an amazing event, actually. Yeah, we've obviously got a lot of bakers in Weybridge so that was really good hopefully we'll get lots of people sort of coming through and stopping for lunch and yeah see what's going on and we'll be here right through to the end we've been here some some ridiculous hour about five o'clock in the morning we've been here already so um yeah I'll leave you to get on with all your chasing around looking at people Jill thank you very much for having a quick chat with us so I'm standing now with Fabs, who is part of the team with Weybridge Vandals. Fabs, good to see you today. And you. Thanks very much for having us. Not a problem. So first of all, let's talk a little bit more about the team. What or who, should we say, are the Weybridge Vandals? Weybridge Vandals are the local community rugby, cricket and netball club. We're based on Desborough Island. And I look after the mini and junior rugby. So the s- season starts in September. Sunday the 3rd of September, we're expecting the best part of 450 kids from the age of roughly 3 up to 18 to come and play rugby. We, uh, we run the uh, various age groups and uh, we train Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock. Fantastic. And you're obviously here today as part of the Ride London in the, the Weybridge Business Group market. Have you had a lot of interest today? What are you guys doing here? Absolutely, yes. We're just sort of putting the word out there that we, uh, you know, we are the local club. We're slightly out of town, being on Desborough Island, uh, but uh, we are here at the heart of the community to, to raise the club's profile, and uh, we've got a few guys interested in coming along for, for a run-out next season, so it's all, all been really successful today. Fantastic. And what sort of rugby teams do you have age-wise uh, across those? Is there more than one team? Absolutely. So we start at Micros, which is roughly your three, four, five, six-year-olds, and thereafter each school year has its own team so we go under sevens through to under 18s and some age groups have got enough kids that we do a teams and b teams and mix the kids around a bit so we're uh, yeah we've got a lot of a lot of uh, teams and something for everyone we also run senior teams and vets teams so i play for the vets teams and that's for over 35 so some of the dads that want to relive their their rugby youth we get to play occasionally on a friday night under floodlights so we've got an extra day to recover and uh, we get involved a bit as well so it's uh, yeah it's something for everyone and like i say we also do cricket over the summer and netball as well which runs throughout the year so we are a one-stop family club Really, really good. So if people want to get in touch and get involved, how can they do so? Best thing to do is to drop an email to rugby at weybridgevandals.co.uk and even if you're interested in the other sports, I'll point you in the right direction. Amazing. Fabs, thanks for speaking to us today. Thanks very much. Good luck with it all. Cheers, thank you. Well, the rides are coming through now. Uh, honestly, I've never seen so many bikes in one place. I mean, for anybody who doesn't like bike riding, this is absolute hell. But uh, the noise as they go across the road here, you, you think cycling is quiet, but the, the road noise coming up from the wheels as they go by. I'm not sure the microphone's going to pick it up, but um, it's just that sort of oh, hissing, humming noise in the background. It's actually noise of the tyres as they go by. We're spotting people as they go by. Um, trying to pull out a few numbers. Uh, some very young people going through as well, very small people. <laughs> but well done to every one of them who's doing it so far because at this point, they're here. They've been cycling, I don't know what time, just before seven. They've been leaving some of them around an hour and a bit now. Uh, 6.45 they started, so it's an hour and a half into the race for some of them. Um, they are doing incredibly well. I mean, looking at these people, I can't cycle a bike for peanuts, but look at the people, they look, they look fresher than I feel now, and I've just 
driven here from Walton on Thames this morning. <laughs> a big smile from a lady there. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, there have been a few crashes on the uh, the route so far. We saw one just up the road here on the roundabout outside Morrison's. People just not slowing down for that roundabout. And with all the rain we had in the area last night, the road is particularly slippery on that area where obviously it's paved around the roundabout as well, which makes it quite treacherous for people. Uh, we'll be back later on with more reports for what's going on. And uh, I'm with... Um, Lisa Wakeford. Lisa Wakeford from... I'm from... I'm local, so local artist, self-taught artist. I want to see, so all these uh, wonderful paintings and designs here all belong to your good self, yes? Yep, they are indeed. Excellent. How long have you been doing this for? Um, well, it's a hobby of mine, and I've literally just started taking it seriously, shall we say, about a year ago. And uh, tell me, um, is this your first time you've exhibited here at the uh, uh, Ride London race? It's, today is my first event I've ever done, so... Doing a great, you put a grand spread on, let me, let me tell you that. I can see Bird of Paradise and Alice in Wonderland, and you, you, you've actually um, drawn all these and painted all these yeah, they're all um, specialising graphite drawing, um, anything that pops into my mind really. Um, I draw and then usually it leads to one another thing um, and I've just started doing a little bit of painting as well. I can see those pictures over there on the easel. Are these from, are these from your fair hand? Yep, they are indeed, yep. And how long did it take, does it take you to do something like that? Um, the beach scene, probably a couple of days to do that. And I see you've got uh, little name tags for little people, Scarlett and Christopher. Yep, they're just um, custom, so personalised pictures for girls' and boys' bedrooms. Just um, let me know the name, and then I'll draw the picture. Oh, that's excellent. And uh, pet portraits as well, I can see. And you've actually got a fine, fine spread of pictures here. And uh, how, can, how can we get in contact with you? Have you got a, a, a website or a telephone number you can tell us about? Um, I haven't got a website, but you can find me on Etsy if you search Loopy Lula's Creations, um, or you can find me on Facebook at Crafty Lula157. Okay, can you try that again for us again for anybody who's listening can make a note of this? Okay, so you can search me on Etsy at Loopy Lula's Creations or Facebook at Crafty Lula157. Thank you very much. So I'm talking now with Manny from Manny's Sources. Great to have you along today. Thank you very much. So first of all, you've got a fantastic product here. We're here uh, in the tent. You're cooking, obviously, for some of the public. Yeah. What are the sources that you produce? Well, we produce, you know, uh, a range of 14 sources at the moment, like, you know, chicken marinades, uh, meat marinades. Uh, we have table sauces as well, quite a, quite, a, quite, a, you know, quite a nice range of table sauces. We have a new product that just, you know, came out, you know, you know two weeks ago. It's a uh, mayonnaise uh, free of eggs and mustard. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, good for vegans. Probably, the, I think, it's the, first, the first one in the country, mm. as, far, as far as I know. And uh, we have, you know, like Peri Peri sauce, which, is our, you know, which was our, our first, you know, uh, uh, line. A Peri Peri sauce, that, that's, that's really our background. Yeah. That's something I started, you know, many, many years ago in Africa. And, you know, we know Peri Peri probably rather, we are the best, you know, uh, um, known people, you know, to make Peri Peri now. Fantastic, that's amazing. So, talking about the new sauce that you're producing yeah. there, um, do you come up with new sauces all the time? How do those ideas come about, the recipes, I suppose? You know, you know, we work in the kitchen, you know, and I'll do a couple, you know, well, you know, a few, you know, experiments, you know, which I'd go, you know, trying to, uh, to meet the market's demand as well. 
you know, as you know, nowadays, you know, people, you know, are very, you know, healthy, conscious, you know, and uh, especially, you know, uh, vegan in the community and vegetarian community is quite big. We try to, uh, you know, to do, to do, you know, a few lines as well, you know, direct to the uh, to those communities. Yeah, we can, you know, that, that that was that was the uh, the whole idea of coming up with that. Mm. There's a few more as well, you know, uh, products. And, you know, well, in fact, all our products are uh, good for vegans. Okay. You know, so um, free from allergens, free from the main fourteen allergens, all of them, yeah. which is you know be good, you know, in today's today's market, yeah. But we are, we are, we are, you know, a few, a few other, you know, we have a few other uh, products in mind as well, which, you know, should be coming out quite soon as well. Mm-hmm. You know, all orientated, you know, to, uh, you know, new markets and things like that, yeah. Amazing. So, obviously, you're doing very well, because looking on the banner you've got along the back of the gazebo here, uh, you've got a few awards that you've won. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, we had, you know, 2013, 2014, uh, we had um, recently 2016 as well, mm. you know, the, uh, the uh, Quality Food Awards. And, and we had the uh, most recently in 2017, the free, free form award as well. So, Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, going quite well. You know. Yeah, doing very well for the self and the company. So, a local event like today, obviously being a local company, how important is it for you to get out and involved with these local events and into the community? Well, you know, I find it quite, quite interesting you know, and funny at the same time as well. Because, you, know, you, know, you know, deal with the people directly, you know. You can, you know, can, you know, sort of hear the feedback straight, you know, you know, sort of way. You know, they try the sauces, they try whatever the chicken burgers and, and, and those things, and they can tell you, you know, straight away, you know, this is good, that's great, you know, you know that, that, that's a good thing about these markets, you know. And of course, you know, you know, we we uh, do a few, you know, you know around Surrey, and you know, fortunately, all the feedbacks are really, really great, you know. Everybody seems to be happy with our product, you know. That you know, that's, that's you know, it's really encouraging, you know. Uh, we believe that we have really the good thing, you know, uh, for, for today's, today's market, yeah. And it's being very well received today? Yes, very well. Indeed. <laughs> we've, we've had a try as well at Brooklyn's Radio, and we all sat there in our uh, gazebo going, oh, this is very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> ah, there's lovely stuff. And also, we were talking uh, just a minute ago about your Portuguese background as well. Uh, we noticed some custard tarts down the front there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm originally from, from Portugal. Uh, I went to Africa when I was a young boy, you know, I was 13. I was there for thirty something years, and then I came back, you know, and you know, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the Portuguese started, you know, with Portuguese tradition, you know, so, so we, we, you know, try to keep that together uh, with our sauce, of course. That's only for the for the for the market, of course. We don't sell it anywhere else. Like you know, whether we saw the sources we sell, you know, um, on Amazon, you know, our website, a few retailers as well. But you know, the uh, the catatata is really exclusively for the uh, for the market. So if people want to find out a little bit more about you and the products and the company, uh, where can they go? What can they do? Well, you know, uh, visit our website. It's probably the best site to go. Um, there's a nice story there. Um, you know, uh, it's www.moneysources.com. And, you know, there's all our story there, our products. You know, there's our shop as well, but you can buy cheaper than here, by the way. <laughs> I just you know, sort of, you know, uh, encourage people to go to our website. And um, yeah, there's a, a, a lot of uh, uh, retailers in in, in um, you know around Surrey as well, you know, selling our products. And pretty soon, we hope, you know, uh, we have you know uh, a contract coming through as well for a large retailer, which should be happening in a couple of months time. Oh, Hopefully, yeah. So uh, that's going to be a big thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, well, thank you very much for speaking to us. I'll let you get back to the customers. But Manny, big thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, things beginning to build up here now. You can hear just in the background, you can hear James uh, 
as we would say, giving it large <laughs> as the riders come through. There's a huge number of riders come through so far. And the, uh, the Artisan Fair, the people are beginning to get together for the little craft and Artisan Fair that's coming on the green today during the race. That will be on until 3 o'clock this afternoon as well. The riders, I can't help thinking how fresh some of these riders look uh, 33 miles into the race. I would be more tired having driven 33 miles, I think. But um, they're coming down the hill. Such good feeling. I mean, we're, we're making a lot of noise and encouraging people here. But the riders are joining in. They're waving and they're shouting back and... Uh, we nearly had a high five, but James missed. But uh, we'll keep you in touch with what's going on. Lots and lots and lots going in a race. You can't. I know there are twenty-five thousand riders in this particular event, but the problem is you don't you don't realise how many that is until you see them all. Co- just a continual line of people coming down Monument Hill. I'm actually by the monument on the green and looking up the hill, and it is constant. There are just endless numbers of cyclists, and they all look as if they're having the time of their life. Big smiles from everybody. Lots and lots and lots of charities being represented. Lots of money being raised as well. Um, they should be proud of themselves. We're proud of them, obviously. Um, don't know what else to say at the moment. Some British Heart Foundation riders going through now. And somebody in the most vivid pink and white top as well. I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, that's all for now. We'll come back to you later on and say what's going on with the event a little bit further on down the line. Uh, and now I'm at a marvellous-looking stand here, Accolade Wines, and I have... Gautam Nagpal. Gautam here, uh, who's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the business and uh, how long he's been in operation. Uh, when did you start doing this business then? Well, we are uh, a relatively new and very bit of the shop. Uh, we are a company called Accolade Wines, uh, and as a business we, we specialise in New World Premium. Uh, a year and a half, almost two years ago, we opened our, our first first shop in Weybridge called 1853 Wine Shop to serve the local community and to uh, to as a retail operation. So we're relatively new, but we're sort of working very closely with the community to help support uh, the local causes. Uh, we sell wines from the New World, so from Australia, New Zealand, Chile, South Africa, and the US. Uh, we have a small selection of Old World portfolio as well, but the focus really is is sort of engaging with the local community, with customers, uh, doing regular private wine tastings uh, and, and participating in, in events like such. Oh, I see. And uh, is this the first time you've uh, presented yourselves? You've, you've been involved in, in the uh, Ride 100? Yes, it's the first time and we're all quite excited about the prospect uh, that this might be a recurring thing in the future. Well, the Ride 100 goes on every year. And uh, we, we as a radio station have been involved in it for the last five years, so uh, presumably it'll be going on for another five years. Now tell us what you've got on the table here today for our listeners. We've got uh, a Prosecco, uh, uh, we're selling four, f- uh, four wines by the glass, so we've got a Prosecco at four pounds a glass, and we've got uh, a white uh, Sauvignon Blanc from, from Australia, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, a rosé from California and a Cabernet Sauvignon Shiraz from South Africa. So the, and the red, white, and rosé are two pounds fifty a glass. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So uh, I can see I can see the one Kamala. That's the South African one. Yep. And um, have you uh, had many people come to see you yet, or, just, or is it early in the day for you? It, we've had our first uh, few customers here, but I think as the day goes on, I'm hoping it'll be a, um, a long queue for. A red, white rosé and a prosecco. Especially if the sun stays out. Okay, fine. Thank you very much for talking to us. So I'm talking now with Tamron, and I'm going to let you say the name of the club. 
because I keep getting it wrong. <laughs> so it's the Weybridge Ladies Amateur Rowing Club, and we're it's a Wallark for short. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the Wallark bit, and I couldn't, yeah. couldn't get the rest of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so that, that's what it is. That's the that's the name. Um, Fantastic. And where are you based? So we're right by the Minnow, um, on the towpath where the car park is. Our bloke club's right there. Lovely. And today, well, we've got a rowing machine uh, in the middle of Weybridge Green. <laughs> what is it you're actually doing here today? So today is a one-minute challenge. See how far you can go in a minute. The World Championships for men is 350 metres, and the World Championship for ladies is about 300. So far, we do have a gentleman who's come in at 346. So we're, we might have a world record breaker out there today on the green. You never know. Talent scouts <laughs> hiding behind the walls somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Right, so tell us a little bit more about the club. Um, so we're about 100 years old. We started by Amy Gentry. Um, and the, the ethos of the club is more about getting women into rowing and getting women into sport. Um, so, so that was the sort of origination of the club. And, and today, um, yeah, we've got about 50 members. Um, unfortunately, it's only for ladies uh, because that's a founding member. She, she tried to do that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's about 50 ladies um, who enjoy both recreational and um, competitive rowing. And how do you split that with sort of the racing and the recreational? How does that work? So it depends on um, what you want to do as, as a rower. Um, depends on how much training you want to do. So it's if you want to do a lot of training and you want to get really fit, then it's more competitive versus if you just want to hop out in a boat once a week, um, then you can join our recreational rowers um, and then do it like that. Fantastic. And actually, it's really good to see, you're obviously very topical at the moment with women's sports. Uh, good to see women's sport being represented in Weybridge and in Surrey and in the local area. Is that an important thing, do you think, to you and the club? Yes, I think so. I think it's getting... Because um, a lot of people that I've talked to today, it's all about getting fit, but also getting fit with the community of people um, that you can have fun with. Um, you know, just going to the gym on your own can be a bit depressing. Whereas if you've got, yeah, boring. Whereas you've got a, a group of ladies that um, can encourage you, and and you can also pop down to the pub afterwards. It's always a nice environment um, to to be be doing sport in, um, and I think it's really important to get to get young girls involved in that um, as well as old girls so <laughs> she didn't look at anyone when she said that she didn't look at anyone just to clarify um, so talking about the younger generation uh, you were saying that, uh, that for your club it's only people that are over 18 yeah that's correct unfortunately we don't have a juniors um, a junior section at the moment but Weybridge Rowing Club and Walton Rowing Club do offer rowing for uh, for younger younger members um, so if anyone is interested that's under the age of 18 do pop along to either of those clubs and they'd be more than happy to, to help out there very nice for the future talents um so, so what about you so talking about you and your own personal rowing journey i suppose when did you first get into rowing and when did you become a member of the team so i i first got into rowing when i was 16 um when i was at school and then went off um so did it quite competitively then but had a bit of a break uh went to university and started working and so got quite lazy <laughs> uh, and then about two years ago thought actually it'd be great to get back into it uh, and then join join Weybridge ladies then so it's quite recently actually I got back into it um, and it's been so much fun because um, it's a really you know, the environment's really fun and everyone's been really welcoming so I've, I've had a had a great fun um, and got fit again which is <laughs> fun always useful yeah <laughs> and what about aspirations for the future I would love at some point to row at Henley. That's been my aspiration. I never quite got a chance at school because it was um, during exam time, but that's maybe something for the future I'd love to be able to do. Big aspiration. Yeah. We'll be good. We'll be good. Uh, well, thanks for speaking to us today. 
My pleasure. Thank you, everyone who's competed in the one minute challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been really, really fun. It has. It's been really fun. Thanks for speaking to us. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Well, we're on the green here now. I'm with um, Reedy's badge, David Seeger, who's got the most incredible contraption in front of him. Um, what would you call this? Well, it's generally called a street organ. A street organ, and um, you have to power it by hand all the way through? Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm pumping the, the bellows for the pipes. Have you built this yourself? Yes, yeah, all, all built over the last few years. Incredible. How long did it actually take you to build it? I suppose off and on three or four years. I'm still working on it. There's still things to be added. And you say it works off a bellows, so like an old church organ used to be, but it had the treadles. Pretty much, yeah. I turn a crank, and that works the bellows to provide the air, and then most of the music is produced by pipes, like organ pipes. Okay, so do you have, like, um, a card running through to, 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 to pick the notes up? No, I'm a bit more modern than that. I use a MIDI system. I'm using a Raspberry Pi computer. <laughs> Takes away all the glamour somehow, doesn't it? <laughs> and you're here to show the good folks at Weybridge how it works? Yeah, if they're interested, I've got uh, photographs of the inner workings of it and so on for those that are more technically minded and the plans, if they're interested. Well, I think it looks fascinating. Would you like to give us a little tune? Well, thanks very much to Dave Sieber and his street organ. Um, I can see that's uh, incredibly proud of it, the way he's playing it there as well. Uh, thanks very much to Dave. Um, chat with some more people later on. And I have Dan from Atelier Chocobali here, handmade uh, and gemstone jewellery. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dan. Hello, sir. How are you doing? We're doing fine, thank you. And uh, are you a local uh, local business, or, or, or um, because I don't seem to recognise your name? Are you new to the area? Yeah, this is the first time we've been here, but we uh, we're based in Southwest London. Uh, but we're a little bit itinerant. We do lots of different fairs all over the country, so we uh, so this is kind of local for us compared to some that we do. Well, if we're from Southwest London, I guess it is. Would you like to tell us uh, something a little bit about your business and what you do? Yeah, sure. So it's my partner, Caroline, who makes everything by hand. Uh, <laughs> we, have, uh, uh, we have sterling silver and verme gold jewellery and natural gemstones. It's sourced from, we source the stones from all over the world, Madagascar, India, Peru, uh, Peru Brazil. Uh, and then she makes it all in our, in our workshop in, uh, in southwest London. Wow, so you make all these things by hand, Caroline? Yes, I do. Oh, fine. And uh, it must take a lot of time for you to do this type of stuff. Yes, it does. Perhaps Dan can t- uh, fill us in a little more on uh, how she actually goes, how Caroline actually goes about doing this. Oh, well, we, uh, we find the stones that we want and we, get the, we cut them and polish them to make them, uh, make them exactly how we want and show off the qualities of each particular stone. Uh, and then she will uh, make it either into a pair of earrings or a necklace or a bracelet, uh, depending, on what, depending on how the inspiration strikes her. And tell me, where do you actually find these stones from? I mean, do you actually go out and dig in the ground for them or do you just get them from suppliers um, uh, worldwide? Yes, it's more suppliers worldwide. It's been a while since we've been down on our hands and knees getting them out of the dirt. But uh, yeah, we uh, we have su- suppliers all over the world who, who know us and they send us the uh, the really nicest pieces so we can get them before anyone else. 
I see, and I see you've got some nice little um, things on the back here, sort of uh, tablecloths and, uh, and curtains and stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually uh, organza applique. Uh, it's actually a bed cover from India, from Jaisalmer in India. Um, we were we were there on a stone hunting mission, and uh, we saw it, and we thought it would uh, make a lovely bit of decoration for the stand. So that's good. That's good. Uh, you were on the stone hunting mission. Were you actually down on your hands and knees looking at the stones on that occasion? Uh, I can't remember if we were on that occasion. We might have been. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. What else have you got here that you can tell uh, us about? Well, uh, we've got um, lots of different stones like Labradorite. That's uh, from Madagascar, and that is uh, uh, normally a grey stone, but when the light hits it, it gets like a pearlescent blue colour on it, so that's really nice. We have Lapis Lazuli, which is one of the most ancient and uh, precious uh, stones used a lot in uh, Afghani uh, jewellery and sculpture. Uh, And then we have Yellow Opals from Ethiopia. Um, That's where we were down in the dirt getting some out of the ground so yeah okay fine lapis lapis laziola did you say lapis lazuli have you got one of those here oh, i had I, I had an idea that lapis lazuli was green no no that's how you can tell it's blue a kind of royal blue color with gold flecks in it that's how you can tell real lapis lazuli oh i see and you've got lots of necklaces here and bracelets yeah, absolutely. Um, Caroline's very prolific. Um, she makes lots. Uh, this one here, the the grey and orange one, is uh, is actually made of lava, um, so it's extremely light uh, to wear. And uh, yeah, w- uh, necklaces are very are very popular at the moment, and uh, bracelets make really good gifts as well. So it's it's uh, it's a good day to be here. Okay, fine. Well, thank you very much for talking to us, and enjoy the rest of your day, and may you sell lots and lots and lots. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for your time. And we'll be back after the break for further coverage of Ride London from Monument Green in Weybridge. Discover the delights of Lebanese cuisine at the Brilliant Mosat in Weybridge. Found right in the town centre, this popular restaurant and grill offers locals a great dining destination and the chance to sample some of Lebanon's greatest dishes. Whether it's a meal for two, a meal out with a family, or dinner with a group of friends, Mazat guarantees an enjoyable experience. Not having a will when you pass away can be an unnecessary financial nightmare for your loved ones, on top of the grief they've already experienced. Let Goddard's accountants help you write your will to give you peace of mind. You may think, I'm only 25, I don't need a will. On the contrary, if you have any assets, for example, a house, savings, a business, or people you would hope to help look after even when you're gone, then you should consider making a will. Goddard's accountants can provide the expert help you require. And, as we've been in business for 40 years, you know you're in good hands. Phone us on 020-8941-2187. Goddard's Accountants, West Molsey. We take away your pain so you get the gain. Your family's well-being is your everything. And at West Byfleet's private GP clinic, we provide accessible expert advice for everyone. GP appointments, earwax removal, travel clinic health checks, blood tests, aesthetics, to name but a few of our services. 
visit privategpclinic.co.uk or speak to our friendly team on 01932 344 004. Private GP Clinic West Byfleet is regulated by the Care Quality Commission. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. And the big event of the day, the Ride London Surrey Cycling event going through Weybridge. Uh, let's catch up now with Alan Bosson. Hello, Alan. Hi, Graham. And yeah, how's things cut- going? Well, we've come to the end of the first section. Now, the roads have now been reopened, so the last amateur rider has gone through, and we've had what they call the sweep van going through, picking up anybody who hasn't quite who's had a problem. And also the, the track riders, they send somebody around at the back of the race just to make sure that nobody is dawdling and push them on a bit. And we now wait for the um, next bit. The uh, roads are closing in at 2 o'clock, and we're waiting for the professional riders to come through, which should be around about half past 2 we think the race actually starts at 1:40, and then they come off and um, reckon to be with us 45 minutes later. That's incredible, right. isn't it? All right, I'll try and work yeah. that out. I know, I know. We're interesting about hurrying up the the stragglers in the amateur race because uh, I know yeah. Bennett was saying that uh, the whole plan of this at the end, when they go down the mall, is there's only 15 minutes from the end of the amateur race to the uh, professionals hurtling through. So they certainly want them out of the way. Well, they do want them out of the way. The, the problem is, of course, that if some of the uh, amateur riders have to have a break and already by the time they got here, some of them were just pulling into the side and taking it easy for a while. If they do that a few times, there won't be 15 minutes between the, yes. the amateur race and the professionals that, arriving. I expect they've got a way of uh, pushing them to one side, I imagine, if they really, well, really slow. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few people have come up to us here today and said, um, we know you're not part of the organisation, but... Do you know why they don't send the professionals out first? Yes, I've heard that. Yes, you, yeah. yes, yeah. I'm sure there is a reason for it, but I don't know <laughs> I'm what sure it is. there's some logic to it. Anyway, it so is. at the moment then, we've got a little bit of a lull. Uh, the roads have reopened again, which is yeah. something they started, I think, last year, so that you don't get the roads closed all day. Though, of course, parts Correct. of Surrey further on on the route, because they do several circuits, the professionals and so on, uh, the roads mm-hmm. do stay closed right away through the day but uh, our part of Surrey um, in we're now open for, open until 2 moment. o'clock and, and yep. the Brookness radio team is taking me off to have a word on a cup of coffee at Sunny to eat well done indeed you've had our <laughs> moment of coffee here as well anyway yeah. we'll be catching up through the day with you well, and, indeed, uh, yeah. especially when the professionals are going through and I know you're going to be talking to more of the storeholders at the artisan and food market there's a big, big, big yeah. lot of uh, stuff going on yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff going on here. There's, uh, the good thing about it this year as well is there are a lot of the community groups in as well. So you've got the uh, Weybridge Allotment Society, you've got Weybridge Rowing Club, you've got the Air Cadets, you've got three or four others, all of whom have just got the ability now to talk about themselves and what their organisations do. Great. Well, we look forward to finding out all about those uh, organisations yep. a bit later, Anna. Thank you very we much. Always, okay, let, you have you your, let you have your lunch. Thank you very much. Well, or is it? Bye-bye. You must probably feel more like dinner, given the time you were there this morning. <laughs> anyway. this, is my, this is my evening meal, yeah. Yeah, I think you want a little kip in the, in the corner for a few minutes. No, I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> okay, okay Alan. Speak to you later. Bye. I'm now on Carmel's Ice Creams, and uh, I'm with... Uh, sorry, I didn't catch your name, sir. Ramon. Ramon. Okay, Ramon. Um, we, I was just passing your stall here, and I saw all these lovely-looking uh, ice creams or something. Would you like? Would you like to tell us? Uh, tell us a bit about uh, what, what ice creams you've got here, and how you get round to making them, etc. Yeah. First, before we start uh, talking about the ice cream, would you like to try one first? And uh, uh, 
Yeah, go on then. I'll just have a little little scoop full of one. Come the other side so that you can look what I've got, please. Yeah. Okay. I've got toffee crunch. I've got rum and raisin. I've got salted caramel. I've got uh, uh, mint chalk chip. Then I've got strawberry. Um, I've got uh, vanilla and uh, triple chocolate. And I've got some uh, sobe. I've got mango sobe, raspberry, and lemon sobe. I think maybe we'll go for the um, salted caramel. That's actually a good choice because this one is uh, it's people's favourite. Everybody likes this, you know. So here I am on Carmel's ice cream stall and I'm going to be given a salty tub of salty caramel to taste. Sounds marvellous to me. And Ramon's just uh, coming up with the uh, tub now. Tell us about uh, who, who, who makes all this stuff and uh, how long have you been going? I've been with these guys for a month. Uh, it's uh, Caramel makes them, but uh, I'm just working for a, a small company for a guy who's selling on behalf of Caramel. Okay, and where is, uh, where is Carmel based? Is Carmel based here in Weybridge or is he somewhere else? Uh, he's based somewhere else. I'm not very, very sure where he's based, but uh, the company I'm working for, they're based in London. Sorry, and that's Carmel's, he's the best in London? Yeah, the guy I'm working for is best in Kensington. Yeah, but Carmel, the best somewhere else. I'm not very sure where they are best. Okay, fine. Now, can you tell me where, where, where you uh, source your ice creams and flavours from? Um, if you can tell us that, I'll have a little taste of the old salty caramel. Have a little taste first and uh, tell me how that one is. I'll hold that for you, yeah. Very caramelly, very caramelly and scent. Superb. I like it very much indeed. Wonderful. Now, if you can tell me tell me a little bit about uh, the history of the company, but, uh, so far as you know, and where, where the ice creams, etc., are sourced. The guy who started the business, he just started with one bike. I'm sure it's about uh, 10 or 5 years ago. I'm not very, very sure. He only had a single bike. But now the business has grown. He's got uh, almost... How many bikes has he got? He's got six bikes, and uh, he's got some... Uh, Big freezes as well. So he's just uh, supplying ice cream everywhere where there are festivals. He's just uh, traveling around the country, just uh, selling the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, I see. And uh, I see you've got one of the bikes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a heavy, heavy bike. You can't manage to cycle it. You can't pedal it, you know. Oh, I'm disappointed because when I saw you come up here earlier this morning, I thought, oh, he cycled all the way to uh, bring, bring the bike here with all this stuff in. <laughs> no, no way, no chance. No, 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 no way. It's very, very heavy. I see. Yeah. I c- put it in a van and uh, bring it with a van, yeah. Oh, so it's very, it's very uh, deceiving because uh, it, it has to go in a van before it can actually get moved somewhere. That's right, yeah. That's very, very right. Oh, super. Well, it's lovely to talk to you, and thank you for giving us a little insight into the old uh, history, etc., of Carmel's ice creams, and I'm going to thoroughly enjoy the rest of this caramel. Thank you, Ramon. Thank you very much for your time, and have a nice day. Thanks. Well, we're still out here in the sunshine in Weybridge at Monument Green, and I'm now with Vanessa Timms from Tropic. Uh, you've got quite an impressive uh, collection of things here. I must say, it's nothing that I would use, <laughs> but tell us a little... T- Men's products as well. So we do men's skincare products. Um, we also do um, unisex um, body washes and soaps, and also um, foot sets, um, which again are unisex. So we we do something for everybody. 
It's very impressive. You say everything. I can't believe how many um, things your products are free from. That must be a great selling point nowadays. It is. um, We believe that you can make perfectly adequate skincare products without using harsh chemicals. And um, we feel that a lot of people are more interested these days in what's in their products. So we're very transparent in what ingredients we use and the percentage natural of our products. And more importantly, what's not in our products so people can decide for themselves. Absolutely, I think you're well aware of that. And with the, the wear and tear on our skin and everything in the, in the lifestyle we all lead nowadays, to have something that's free of your, your fan, your sign's just fallen over, <laughs> free of everything like alcohol and parabens and everything else, it must be, must be brilliant. It is. You're completely right. People, there's a lot more information in the general media. People are much more interested. They have access um, through social media to more information as well. Um, so they do their own investigation. And as you said, the instances of um, skin um, allergies and um, different um, illnesses has increased, has been on the increase. Um, and people are looking for alternatives. Yes, it's almost a, a kick, in the, kick in the pants to the high street, isn't it, really? Um, I wouldn't say pants. I would say it's, it's for people to make up their own minds and but have the information readily available. Unfortunately, there are a lot of companies out there where it's not so easy to find out what's in things. Um, and I think that's more important, that people can actually see exactly what's in it and therefore make up their own mind. Oh, you're right. Transparency is everything in the marketplace nowadays because there are so many companies making skincare products, um, some of whom you will never find anything about. Um, congratulations for having the transparency. Thank you for talking to us. Have you got a website people can look at if they're more interest? I do have a website, yes. Um, my website is um, http um, semicolon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash tropic Vanessa Timms Vanessa thank you very much I wish you a successful day here at the fair thank you thanks for talking to us and right now uh, I have uh, Ali from Silent Pool intricately realised gin great to be here yeah isn't it nice and it's super that it's uh, fingers crossed the sunshine is going to stay with us would you like to tell us exactly a bit about your business so we can tell everybody who's listening to us in Weybridge about uh, what you're doing? Well, we are a local distillery. We're just outside Guildford between Newlands Corner and Shear. Everything on our table here is distilled in the same distillery, in the same place. Um, we are your local gin. Local gin. Actually, uh, actually only recently got back to drinking gin it's suddenly suddenly become popular again is is there any particular reason for that it's popular now because there's so many people out there who can start producing a good gin because the law has been changed thanks to sipsmiths for people to be able to make smaller amounts so they're limited it means that if that batch isn't quite what they wanted then it's not lots and lots of gin that they've wasted it's you you can do so many different things when you can do it in small batches and that's what our distillers do i see and because i can remember the days when vodka used to be the in thing and then it was a bit of wine and i've I've noticed over the last few months gin seems to be the right thing to do it is but we also have a vodka we have our own rye vodka which is made with malted rye 
Uh, we use charcoal for we use wood from the local area that is made into charcoal in the old-fashioned way by burning it, having it buried, and then our, our spirit is filtered through the local charcoal. That sounds amazing. And uh, what have you got on the table today for us? We have our rye vodka. A rye vodka, yes. English rose gin, blackberry gin cordial, strawberry gin cordial. Of course, our signature gin, the Silent Pool signature gin. Admiral Collingwood gin. It's a navy strength. It's 57%. It's a good gin. And our new one, our summer gin. Spirit of summer. That's uh, Albury gin. It's a limited release. As I said, we do a seasonal gin. We had our spirit of winter, and now we have our summer spirit. I see. And uh, if I wanted to, apart from being here today, if I wanted to buy some, where would I like? Where, where would I like to be able to um, pick some up from? Well, locally to here, you'll find it in Majestic, and you've got a Vine King here in Weybridge, so you'll find it there, and at Wine Rack. You're very well served for it here in Weybridge. Good, good. I shall have to... Uh, Take, uh, go down some of these places and uh, get a bottle sometime. Thank you very much indeed, Annie, for your time. I hope you enjoy the uh, uh, rest of the day. Is this your first time that you've been here? No, we, we've been here several times. This is my second trip to, to Weybridge. I love it here. The atmosphere at this market is just amazing. Yeah, I think it all goes in hand, hand in hand with the uh, Ride London thing. Uh, Ride London wasn't on last time I was here and the atmosphere was just as good. Oh, well, that must be because... Of radio was here last time as well yes uh, someone did say that uh, they had uh, a good session with you last time they were here yes Yes. good 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 thank you very much for your time Ellie and as we are now we've got the the police and the lead car have come through the lead cars with the spare bikes on top are coming around now the crowd are going actually quite uh, quite responsive to this they're cheering and clapping even the cars that are coming through somewhere in the background you can probably hear James shouting his head off as well and any minute now we are expecting the first lead bikes to come through the marshals are in the road directing them to keep to the correct side of the road and we've got more of the lead cars, more of the bikes coming the through. And here we go. They're literally minutes away. At the moment, they are coming through Oatlands. And anyone who knows the area, we're down on Monument Green. will know just how close Oatlands is. At the moment, I hope there's no crime anywhere else in Surrey because every policeman in the world is driving past on his motorbike now. More motorbikes coming through and the lead cars. And any moment now, we're expecting it. And they're past the Alexander, which is just by Oatlands Park. It uh, should be uh, no more than half a minute, a minute before they actually come through now. But the police are doing a great job controlling the crowds moving. Some people are actually still thinking because the roads are here. They're actually out on the road, so they're having to be moved. They're at the top of Monument Hill now, and we should expect them down any minute. <laughs> here they come. This is going to be so unbelievably fast. Blink and you'll miss it. Oh, my goodness me. The speed these men are cycling at is just ridiculous. There's a breakaway of five riders there. They are a long way clear of the rest of the peloton. And we're just waiting now. That's the first five have gone through. So we're hoping the rest will be through in a very short period. Here comes another one on his own trying to jump across from the peloton to the lead group. And, and, zone, the and here they come, they are coming down, and you will be the surprised. Oh my goodness, the speed and the noise of these bikes on the road is quite incredible. <laughs> they are going like 
what do you use the phrase the clappers and they're going through I say it's true what they say if you blink you will miss it because that is the last of the riders they have gone through in that amount of time we've now just got the follow bikes and there's cars with the spare bikes on top and police <laughs> I think that every bicycle in Surrey has gone past here today it's brilliant and that is it the race is through the race is over and um, it's now included in the World Series the richest bike prize for bikes in the world well that is it for another year the Ride London is over we've had a, a great time here today looking forward to doing the same event next year hopefully we can get the local people to close the roads a bit later we don't have to be here so early the market has been a great success it's fantastic the fact that everybody who was watching the, the ride have actually stayed around and are now just visiting the stalls in the market uh, before it closes down. So people are just gradually getting their, their stalls ready to pack up now. Just a few more minutes to go. Um, we'll leave it there. We'll be back next year to do the same thing at the Ride London. The Brooklyn's radio team at Monument Green in Weybridge were Alan Bosson, James Pierce, and Tony Solbert, plus Barry Richards, Lesia Shirley, and Sarah Emmanuel. And in the studio, Alan Timbrell, Graham Laycock and Stephen Little. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. I'm so glad you're open. Thank goodness you're here. Do you ever close? Did you know the pharmacy at 20 Church Street, Weybridge is open 100 hours every week to meet your immediate medical needs? We're here for you from 7am to 11pm weekdays, 7am to 9pm Saturdays and 10am to 4pm on Sundays. Our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need, as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions, all the -the over-the-counter products you would expect and if you can't get in to visit us, we will deliver to you. The Pharmacy, 20 Church Street, Weybridge. We're here when you need us, 100 hours every week. Do you need help with your Apple Mac but you don't know where to go? Rafal is your local Apple certified support professional. He can help you with any of your Apple needs, such as setting up iCloud accounts and family sharing. Or perhaps you'd simply like to learn a few new things about your Apple Mac. Simply visit www.rafalkukla.com or call 07907-795000 today to arrange an on-site visit in the comfort of your home or office. That's 07907-795000. For peace of mind, Apple support. Hi, Dan here. Join me every Tuesday evening from 6 to 8 for great music and anything else that catches my eye. At 6.30, we'll have the Amdram shout-out, a chance for a local theatre group to let you know what they're up to. From 7, it's the 80s hour. Spend your Tuesday evenings with me, Dan Curtis, on Brooklyn's Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with the sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.